Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kid Min, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, everyone, welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, episode number 26. Corey, you graduated high school when you were 26, didn't you? That was a big year. It's a big year for me. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, oh, hey, man, crazy. Christmas, all joking aside, um, Christmas is going to be here before we know it. You have your, I'm sure you have your Christmas tree up. You got your Christmas oh, tree up. We're into December. Are you, one of the, are you before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving on the way, Christmas tree? Way before Thanksgiving. I right? tried to convince Nicole last year to leave it up all year long, but we only made it until February, and she said it's got to go. I love it. So you have an artificial tree then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. White lights or colored lights? White. White lights. Okay. Yeah, same. Well, we have have our upstairs Christmas tree, which Beth decorates with white lights and everything. Then our basement Christmas tree is one that the girls decorate with all their stuff, and it's got the colored lights on it and stuff. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think if I – I could leave that Christmas tree up for the winter. I like my Christmas tree. Man, Uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah, so what do you have going on at Christmas? Do you guys travel? Do you stay close to home? Well, one of the perks that my church does is we get off every other year for Christmas Eve, Christmas, and the Sunday after. And so this is my year to be off, which usually means that I travel. But this year we decided to stay home. And so my wife, Nicole, her family is going to be coming in. And this year we'll be able to just sit and enjoy the Christmas Eve services at our church instead of the stress of it. It's going to be a different year. I'm looking forward to it. Ryan, what about you? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, all of our families around here, which is cool. So we'll, we'll, um, do my parents and her parents, um, Christmas Eve and then Christmas day. And then we normally have a tradition of going, um, on a trip. We'll do like a 10 day or 14 day trip, take some good vacation time after Christmas. And it's really like the two weeks of the year that I'm really, really dedicated that I try to disconnect and, relax and get some really good QT time with, um, or quality time with, uh, family. And so, yeah, I think we're going to head to Florida for a couple weeks after Christmas and, um, can't wait. I love Christmas, love Christmas. Corey, favorite Christmas. I know we're not on favorite things, (laughs) but favorite Christmas movie. What is it? Oh man. Um, Home Alone. I'd probably have to go with that Home one. Alone. That's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic. I could watch that more than any other. Some of the other ones kind of get old after a while for me, yeah. but Home Alone's always good. What about you? Je- the Joey the Month Club. That's what I should send you for Christmas. Joey the Month Club. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> we need it. Griswold. <laughs> Griswold. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. That's not. Hold on. Joey the Month Club. That's. That's a I different the, movie. Yeah. That's um, Clark Griswold family vacation Christmas vacation. I knew what you're saying. The movies, the lines are blurring. Okay, I don't know. I would probably say Home Alone, but we did watch with the girls last week, Christmas with the Cranks, and that's a good one too. I like that movie. You, you remember? Did you ever watch Christmas with the Cranks? Maybe once back in the day. I can't tell you about it. Though. I don't know if it's my favorite, but we watched it last week, and Beth and I were like, "That's a really good Christmas movie." Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited about Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love Kid Men. I know we're getting really close. I hope that you're able to take some time to really 
I know Christmas in December is crazy in church work. I hope that you really take some time to worship the Savior and spend some time with your friends and family. Um, and thank you for tuning into the podcast during this busy time of year. Episode 26, Ryan, who do we get to thank today? Okay, Hillsong Kids. Did you know, Corey, that they have a subscription now? No, you I did not. Subscribe. You go to hillsongstore.com forward slash kids matter. Put a Z in there. Hillsongstore.com forward slash kids matter. Um, a subscription to Big Plus gets you access to all the big curriculum, which of course comes with good music and media and all that. They have training webinars. You can stream the curriculum to up to three devices. And it's all at um, hillsongstore.com forward slash kids matter. A lot of you have loved using Hillsong curriculum. Um, but by the way, they're giving away a free David Wakerly book if you subscribe. Um, his book, If um, Only You Knew, free with your subscription. So go to hillsongstore.com forward slash kids matter. Learn more about Big Plus uh, curriculum subscription, brand new from Hillsong Kids. And thank you for being our sponsor of episode number 26. This weekend, favorite things. Corey and I both have a book for you. Ooh. All right, Corey, I'm going to let you go first. Corey, what book are you going to recommend? Mine is a new book by Orange. Uh, it's called When Relationships Matter. And so if you're trying to improve your small group structure, uh, if you want to empower your small group leaders, or you're just wondering how to create engaging and impactful experiences for children and teens, then you should check out the book, When Relationships Matter. Actually, they got a special site for it, uh, whenrelationshipsmatterbook.com. And on there, you can get like the top five mistakes leaders make in creating small groups, uh, as a strategy thing. Um, and they have got samples of the books. So I'd go check that out. It's a great read. Um, I'm going to be posting about it on my blog soon, just cause I'm so excited about it. So yeah. check it out. What about That's, you, Ryan? Yeah, I've got one that, um, is new to me in the last 12 months. It's not a new book, but it's new to me. And, um, I had everyone in a coaching group several months ago, buy it. It's a Dale Carnegie book, the five essential people skills. And of course, Dale Carnegie is so good on interpersonal skills and relationship building. But he kind of says there are five basic people skills that you really need to work on if you want to become more assertive and if you want to be a better people person. And they are rapport building. So you just have to learn just to be a likable person. Um, you've got a number two, be curious. Really be curious about what's going on in someone else's life and express an interest. A third is communication. You got to learn how to communicate. Uh, fourth, ambition. Ambition. Boy, ambition will take people so far in life. It's one thing to have dreams. It's another thing to go after them. And then fifth, you got to learn to resolve conflicts because life is full of conflict. So conflict resolution is his fifth. And he, he really does a good job on um, – talking about win-wins. If you're going to resolve conflicts effectively, you've got to come up with win-win solutions. you got to compromise. But I think it's a great book. It's an old Carnegie book, The Five Essential People Skills. If you want a good book to read this winter or going into the new year, um, I highly recommend it. 
Today we'll be hearing from Stephen Knight. Stephen is a family pastor, speaker, and consultant with over 13 years of ministry experience. He's a contributing author of several Kidmin books, and he's the founder of KidmanTools.com. Are you looking for ways to take your ministry volunteer team to the next level? Well, today, Stephen Knight will show you how to develop incredible volunteers. So let's turn things over to this week's expert guide. Let's talk about developing teams. Um, giving people, once once you've gone through that whole recruiting process, gotten them ready um, to join the team, look for ways then to develop them as they're new. Maybe give them chances to observe the ministry, to kind of learn the ropes a little bit more about how things work. Um, seeing experienced team members in action, that's a big deal when you see that. And it starts to give them something that they can imitate if they see a good example and want to do that themselves, especially when they're very new. Um, and then also kind of give them an opportunity to see different scenarios and see, oh, this is how um, John responds. This is how Susan responds. And be able to think through that as well. Um, if you're working with a really new team member, I encourage you to follow this model. It's a four-step model. I'd love for you to write this down. I do, you watch. I do, you watch. So that means I am showing you how to do something. You're watching, you're learning, you're seeing how that works. So that's step one. And in this new person or inexperienced person, just kind of watching and see how to do things. The second step is I do, you help. I do, you help. And what that is, is I'm still doing that, whether it's me personally as a ministry leader or maybe someone on your team that's doing that. Uh, but now this new person's helping a little bit. They're starting to get some hands-on experience and learn a little bit how to do it. They've already watched, and now they're starting to help out. The third stage is you do, I help. You do, I help. At that point, we're starting to empower that new team member, that new leader on your team to do something. We're still helping. We're still there. Um, we're kind of helping them take more ownership at that point. And then the fourth stage, and this is the exciting one, when you've got new leaders on your team. It's you do, I watch. You do, I watch. And at that point, someone is empowered. They know what they're doing. They're fully functioning in that role. And you get to sit back and watch and you get to observe. And that's exciting because then at that point, we're doing more coaching. We're walking alongside them, helping them improve in ministry, not just throwing them to the walls, but they're, they already know what they're doing and they've got some experience. And now you can coach them along the way as they continue to grow as one of your leaders. So that's a, a model that I follow and encourage you to follow as well when working with new team members. Um, there are three levels of training to be thinking about. One is the initial training. You want to train someone before they step into your ministry. Second is providing that ongoing coaching while they're serving in whichever role they're serving in your kids' ministry. So it's a small group leader. If they're the large group teacher, um, the worship leader, whatever the role might be, providing that ongoing coaching over time. And that might be something that you provide, or if you have a big enough team, you might start to develop coaches who are specifically there to develop others as well. So be thinking about that. Um, and then the third level of training is kind of a deeper training. Often churches will do this one to two times a year where they provide a training either live or maybe they're recording uh, videos through an online platform, whatever that might be. I love the live ones because we provide that training and also there's a time to connect with other leaders and kind of help create that community. So that deeper training, though, you might provide deeper training, cover, of course, some of the big picture things. If you've got policies to cover real quick as a refresher, um, but look at some things like 
what are three ways that you can connect as a leader, as a small group leader with your kids? What are ways that you can connect? Or how do you improve your teaching? Or what are some ways that you can um, connect with kids? Um, maybe it's creative ways. Maybe it's while they're, they're playing a game. This is a good way to connect. I don't know. There are all kinds of different ideas for things that you could do to train your volunteers. But that deeper training, it's, it's really more topical, diving deeper in, in an area or two the best you can with your group, either the whole group or you split apart for that deeper training as well based on their role in your kids' ministry team. Um, so there are just some few thoughts. Um, a quote I want to share with you, Tom Landry. So he used to be an NFL coach. Some of you may have heard the name, but he says this quote. He says, coaching is telling a person what they don't want to hear, helping them see what they, don't, or what they didn't want to see, so that they can become the person that they've always wanted to be. So you're helping them, even if they don't necessarily want to hear something or see something, you're helping them grow to become that person that they've always wanted to be. And no one comes into our ministry and says, you know, I, I want to be a terrible, terrible small group leader. <laughs> no one comes in and says that. Like, I want to be bad at this. They all want to be better. But it's our job to help coach them to that place so that they want to be um, and to encourage them and inspire them towards that. Um, when giving feedback and coaching leaders, I encourage you to use the Oreo model. What does that look like? It means you're starting with a positive observation. Like, hey, I noticed you are doing a great job. You're really connecting with the kids really well. I don't notice you've got a lot of energy and the kids love spending time with you. So start with that positive observation, encouragement, and then, and then share an area of growth. Say, you know, I've been thinking about it. And I've noticed that sometimes when you're leading a small group, there's a couple kids that aren't really um, sharing much. They're not really speaking up. Uh, an idea for you would be to engage them. Maybe part of the way through your small group time, maybe you say, um, hey, Elizabeth, what do you think about this? And then ask the question. And it kind of encourages maybe some of the choir kids to get involved. And maybe they don't share right away, but over time they begin to share a little bit so share an area of growth that you can encourage them with and, and coach them with. And then add on a positive note and just say, hey, I love having you on our team. People love serving with you, and, it, and it's just a joy to do ministry alongside you. Um, so kind of think about coaching your leaders in that way, that Oreo model of the positive and share that area of growth in the middle and then ending then on a positive note as well. And you will find that your leaders will be much better and grow much better when they have all of that encouragement and that and our and they receive that area of growth from you that, that those recommendations um, and I really encourage you people can't grow um, typically they don't or they can grow but they don't tend to grow quickly in the sense of if you give them five things to focus on to grow in they probably won't grow into any of them that now if you give them one or two they're much more likely to take that and to work on that and grow and then to receive more feedback later so also be careful as, as you're thinking about that Oreo don't go for the double stuff, the triple stuff, the quadruple stuff. You don't want this huge Oreo and with all these things to work on in the middle. But focus on some of the key things. Focus on one thing or two things. You can help them to, to grow in those things. And over time, you'll have more opportunities to coach them as well. Um, as you're coaching people, share real-time feedback, kind of working with them. Sometimes there's appropriate times to share feedback while they're doing ministry or right after. Um, but you don't want to give them feedback about something they did six months ago. That's not helpful. So think about how you can share real-time uh, feedback as well and, 
and kind of honing in on an area or two as well. Hey, thank you, Stephen Knight. Corey, good pick. I mean, that is a good, good training because, um, listen, we're only really as strong as our team. So we can be great. We can have all these credentials. But at the end of the day, we're only as strong as our team. Um, I love what he said about the need to model what you expect. And if I'm going to coach volunteers up, I really need to be the example uh, an example in their life so that they're really inspired to do a great job in children's ministry. So I think a good big takeaway for me, Corey, was am I leading by example? Am I really modeling excellence? Am I modeling a commitment to ministry? Am I modeling, you know, being super prepared? Am I modeling being prayed up? Am I modeling getting there early and staying late and building relationships and all these key areas? Um, what about you, Corey? Takeaway from Stephen's talk? Yeah, for me, it was the giving feedback side of things. Um, don't give five things for people to work on. Give them one or two things to focus on. And this, even for the people that are like eager to grow and change, I know for me, I might get a little too ambitious in giving them some ideas and things like that. And so just narrowing that down to one or two things for them to work on, give them that real-time feedback, I think that's going to be very helpful. Yeah, and I, I, Corey and I would love to hear from you um, because I know you've been blessed by this training today. So I want you to go over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and search for episode number 26. And then we'd love to hear what's one step you took this week to develop your team. So I don't want you to just listen to this podcast and then like nod your head. Yeah, that's good stuff. Move on. What's something you can do, something tangible you can start doing today, this week, this weekend, to build your team. What are you going to do? What have you done? Search for episode number 26 in the Isle of Kidman Facebook and Facebook group and let us know what steps you're taking. And by the way, thank you for not just listening to the podcast, but for making the Isle of Kidman Facebook group so amazing. We continue to grow every, literally every day. And the way that you encourage each other and pray and share ideas, um, you just, this is quite an amazing community. So thank you for letting Corey and I serve you. Thanks for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you next time. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.